0: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: to 2-2 and we've
2: still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette.
0: This is a baby, welcome to the party. I'm off the Myers Dane and the lead. That's why I'm over retarded. That's why I'm over retarded. Baby, welcome to the party. Huh? I hit the boy up and then I go skating around it. Baby, welcome to the party. Pick some of that. Gimme lit. Gimme lit. Gun on my th- me me no good. Good. One in the head. One in the head. Setting the clip. the clip. Baby. 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 don't trip. Baby don't trip. Just lower your tone. <laughs>
3: Hello, welcome to another Touchy Gooners podcast. My name is Lewis and I'm joined by uh, Nigerian Dan. We've got German Dan. Oh, I, I, oh who's that? Who's that? We've we, we got Shabs. we got Shabs, have we? What a foolishness, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shabs, Shabs, Shabs,
0: foolishness.
1: Shabs
3: trim looking hella fresh. Yeah, man. You
2: know how it does.
3: You no, know how it does. Just, just came off the barber chair. Yeah, actually, you're recording from the barber chair, it seems. Yeah. That's, man, how, that's how fresh
2: the trim is. Yeah, man. I'm not. I stay for every day, man.
3: Why can't you look at me for? What, what, what's all this? Like? Nah,
2: You're man. There's, you, there's, no there's compliments, <laughs> isn't it? you compliment me. I don't have to compliment you. I'm make I'm, I'm I'm you feel one easy. I'm make you for one easy. you am getting shot, you guys. Stop nah, it! Stop uh, it!
3: Anyway, before we start. Um, Just a few plugs to you, Patreons. Uh, We should have a Patreon piece coming out this week, so probably a preview or some kind of post-match after the Europa League game tomorrow. Um, Yeah, so big up all you Patreons. Uh, Subscribe to our Patreon now at Touchy Gooners if you want more exclusive content and the Discord Lives and all of that juicy stuff. Um, Yeah, you can uh, subscribe to our Patreon um you can follow us on twitter at touchy gunas we're on instagram as well just newly set up the instagram so follow us touchy gunas on there and yeah i think that's about it yeah that's about it join the discord channel as well Touch Iron frackers discord channel um so guys let's uh let's start with what the news is hot off the press today so there was like i'll try i tried to rein it in from the group chat today because you guys were going at it and i was like uh, uh." like save your energy guys right we've got a podcast tonight Let's do the talking on the podcast. So, obviously, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the city game uh, later because there's a lot to talk about, and we haven't done the podcast since. <laughs> but we'll start with the Meza Erzul stuff today. So, obviously, it's come out that Meza um, uh, has is not included in our squad, so will not be playing at least until January. It, it may seem um, so at the moment; it is, he's not been registered until January. So, um, and then. We had we've had two bits of information today. We had Erzul's statement that came out, um, uh, interestingly timed statement. One might add, um, if you guys haven't seen it, I'm sh- I'm sure you'll be able to find it. It's all it's plastered all over the place. So yeah, if you haven't seen the statement, go and find it. Um, and then uh, obviously, Mikhail Teta did his press conference this evening, and he addressed. The Ersel situation in in greater detail than I feel like he has done previously. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it to Dan Nigerian Dan and German Dan to argue amongst themselves because um, they, they, they both of them have opposing views. So I'll tell you what I'll, I'll I'll give it since Nigerian Dan is off mute. I'll give it to him first. Dan, what is your um, what is your take on the whole Meza Azul
0: situation? Um, for me, I think it's it's quite simple. Um, I know there's been lots of reasons, you know, financial reasons, um, <clears throat> you know, whether it's about is to do with China, this, that, and the other. But for me, I think that the simplest reason is that it's footballing reasons, personally. Like when Arteta's come in, I think everything about him has been about being this authoritarian, non-negotiables FC. If you're not doing it my way, you're not going to play. And then uh, you're only going to get minutes when you come back and you show me that you can play minutes. So we look at other players, you know, Maitland-Niles, Ceballos, um, Gwenduzi, they've all had time uh, out of the team um, and they've all managed to work their way back once they've, you know, Come back to his way of thinking and his non-negotiables. Um, everything that we know about Mesut Ozil, like you can look back, player interviews. Who's the biggest teacher's pet? Who gets the most time off? This, that, and the other. Who trains really well? Mesut Ozil, it's Mesut Ozil that's there he's not, you know, the he doesn't get the same feedback that you get at the, uh, about, you know, your Granite Shackers, who every manager says, he trains really well, he's, he's the hardest trainer, this, that and the other, Arsene Wenger comes out and says you know, Mesut Ozil needs an arm around him you know, to, to, to get the best out of him he needs lots of time off I've seen Mesut Ozil now under um, four managers at Arsenal yeah, Wenger, he left him out uh, towards the end of his tenure we then had Emery, who started him, and then he left him out uh, from time to time. Then we had Jumberg, um, who came in, he started him, and then he left him out um, in, in in a couple of his of his games as well. So now, when Arteta does it, I'm seeing it as, look, you've seen when Emery, he left him out, and he brought Urzel back into the fold, then that immediately undermined all of his authority in the squad. you got Messer, you know, um, throwing bottles at him saying, oh, you're not a manager, wallahi, this, that and the other, yeah. Um, and then you go, and then when we start the next season, it's one of the worst starts of the season that we've ever had because the players have lost faith in him, right? I think part of that is the fact that you've come in, come in as this big authoritarian and you've not backed your word because we all know Messer Erzul didn't start training all all of a sudden better to come back into the team. Emery just got desperate and he was like, look, I need results. I'm going to play you. So how does that look to all the rest of the team if you're now, um, you know, not being a man of your word, right? So if I'm Arteta, this is my first job in management and I've said all non-negotiable FC, Um, I'm not going to let anyone walk all over me. I'm not going to pick this guy if I don't think that he's going to be doing um, the hundred percent of what I ask. And he said it today. He said, I have tried to get the best out of Messer. I take responsibility because I don't think I've been able to do that. And for me, I think that's just as clear as it goes because all of this, Oh yeah. The club don't want to pay his wages. This, that and the other. Like at the end of the day, if the guy is not here, it's in the club's interest to play him. It doesn't make any sense, right? If the guy's not going to leave, it doesn't make any sense to play him and just have him sitting there in the reserves. The club loses there. It's a lose lose. It doesn't. It, I, I, I've never ever bought that. Oh yeah, the club are are, are putting him um, to the side because when it was Emery, he then came back into the team. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's either one or the other. So you can't have it both ways, right? And for me, I just think Arteta. He's now he's drawn a line under it and he said, look, it's a footballing thing. It's all for me. Um, it's and I'm going to take the responsibility. I'm not going to play him. And for me, it's that simple.
3: Interesting points. Interesting
0: points. Um, you. It's one of those
3: situations where I could probably be tipped either way. So right now I'm signing with uh, Nigerian Dan, right? So German Dan, I'm giving you the platform now to convince me
1: otherwise. I mean, um, I I think Dan has made his case and um, so many people in the group should agree with him. I strongly disagree with him. I think um, his argument disregards a lot of the facts and context that, um, that has to be considered when looking at the situation holistically. So first and foremost, under the full managers, I want to end just the full managers thing. Under Wenger, it was, it was mainly away games when he wouldn't play, and it's fine um, because he, we're not doing well away from home. We should be more solid, um, solid away from home. I understand that utilisation of Ozil. Um, um, Emery, it was simply the manager not liking him, and Emery also confirmed it was, a, it was, a, it was an overarching strategy of not utilising Ozil. Um, it, it was part of a, um, a basically a push of getting him out of the club. And uh, which obviously he didn't agree to. And he, he, that was his whole thing of, it was a believe me, he can outlast Emery, which he did. And um, under Jungberg, Jungberg was a car crash. He, he, he was here for six games. We won one game. He was experimenting all over the shop. He was playing, he was a left wing, Willock 10. So I wouldn't I wouldn't count him as a serious manager. And under Ateta, he played the first 10 games and then um, lockdown happened and he got left out. So when we look at the timeline now, so historically before, before even Ateta's time, there was a there was a disgruntled relationship between Arsenal and Uzulu, which was based on him not wanting to leave the club when they wanted to um, wanted to ship him off. Um, bear in mind, um, and that is based on him wanting to play for the club, which is, which this is a contractual agreement which both parties have gone into. So is thinking is, or he's saying is, oh, we got if, if we have this contract, play me. I want to play for Arsenal, and. Um, given also that obviously the, the contract is a very good financial terms from him. So he's obviously not going to go somewhere for a pay cut. Why would he do that? Um, so that is, that is the first bit of the timeline. So there's already this dispute um, and, and Emory obviously leaving them out for a long period of time, then bringing them back in, leaving them out. This, yo this whole yo-yo stuff that was going on, on Emory and Emory did it to, to Ramsey as well, to some degree. Um, Emory now gets fired, um, a thing happens, Atata comes in, and um, before Atata comes in, Uzu makes those comments um, about um, the, the Muslims in China. And um, what, what actually, what the interesting thing about the comments about the Muslims in China is that Uzu takes a very strong stance and Arsenal actually, also make this whole conversation political by taking the opposite stance or at least distancing themselves from Uzu's stance. Because what they could have done is said nothing at all and it would have been it wouldn't have been an issue, probably publicly. But they actually took a stance. And that was that was then the issue, and that made it political. Just for as an example, when Bellerin made a comment during the election about Boris Johnson, he basically said fuck Boris. He nicked basically, he said verbatim, fuck Boris. That was a very political statement by Bellerin, right? Arsenal did not take a position here, which they could have, or maybe some people say, Oh, they maybe should have told Bellerin to not be dis- disrespectful to the future PM. You can run those agendas or narratives; it doesn't really matter. But Arsenal didn't make a, didn't make a stance here. So again, they're not making it political; they're just leaving it as it is, which is what they should have done with Uzo. But they opposed them. So that thing now happens. Ateta comes in. Ateta, um, one of the first few things Ateta said when he came in was, "I believe in Uzo. I know what kind of player he is. I will play him. Um, I want to build a team around him." Actually, so he plays the first ten games. He all. He plays. He plays all of them. Um it doesn't look like there's any problem um from a work ethic point of view, which you which you kind of um, you kind of went towards, or from an actual point of view, there was nothing, there was not, none, none on the sorts, none of the sorts at all.
2: He plays well in those 10 games as well. He plays
1: well so... in those 10 games as well because people like to caveat this of he didn't play well, but we can we can go into this afterwards. It was alright. It
2: this... was all
3: right. Can I, I, just, I just bring it down? A keep...
1: bit. No, 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 I want to keep this very separate because it's a very it's a very lame agenda and narrative, I think. We need to be we need to stay on the facts. So the facts are then he plays those 10 games, um, lockdown happens. What then happens on the uh, during lockdown is the critical part for me, which suggests to me that it's not a footballing decision. And that is on top of already, as I explained, a broken relationship of the club opposing Uzo 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 calling up the club on certain things as well. The club, um um, the club wanted players to take a two and twelve point five percent wage cut, and Uzu regret, um, rejects this wage cut. He's one. He's the only player that has been leaked that has rejected this wage and um, wage cut. So he's the only person that we actually hundred percent know that he said no to the to the pay cut, which he then also confirmed in an interview with seen to because he basically had to he had to he had to make a statement because the club has put him out there. The the club left him to hang, um left it, let him hang to dry because they they made, they they fed the information to the to the press that he was the only one. So he re- rejects the pay cut. From for, for my belief. And on, on the, facts, the facts that I'm looking at the situation, I'm looking at, I believe Socrates um, rejected it as well. And I believe Torreira as well. So um, I think at the time we, we even said, why is Socrates not being involved? He, he was even playing right back over A&D Met and Nelson games. And I tell you, I was very much he was very happy with Socrates' effort and the way he applied himself. And I think Socrates is definitely a player where you can't make those assertions of, oh, yeah, I know he wasn't working out. He, he's, a, he's a passion merchant. So... He was not used at all. Torreira was not used at all, which at the time was weird to us. But we we were getting decent enough results, so fans kind of over over um over overlooked that when a fringe player like Torreira or a fringe player like Socrates don't really play. When Usual plays, of course, he's the bigger name. We can kind of we can kind of see. Let, let me finish. Let me finish on my whole argument quickly. Yeah. And so that wage cut thing happens. They all, they all don't really get involved. Um, I think then what what also happened was um that so. They, they put his name out. Uzza makes a statement, which, again, I, I'm talking about the, the relationship between the club and Uzza being very poor because Uzza then opposes them again, basically says, well, I didn't take a wage cut because of X, Y, and Z. And um, 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 w- when you look at the communication, that, or the Altecas the at well, the time that came out as well, the players generally believed or were under the assumption that if they take a pay cut, they would save jobs, which they didn't. So then the news came out like the players are angry that they that some of the jobs got lost and people have made been made redundant even though they took pay cuts. So Uza was then justified in the saying that I need I need from the club assurances on certain things before I take a wage cut. I'm happy to defer wages, but a wage cut for 12 months is a different thing. So again, he opposes the club publicly and also internally. The club, the club at this point, I think the whole wage cut situation I think was a tipping point. Which is why I'm saying it was a it was a it was a strategic decision from the club to then say the players that took the wage cut and are on this side they will not play and none of these none of these players have really played and I think Socrates and Uzwa especially have been treated very poorly both are not in the Premier League squads both are not in the Europa League squads um so that is for me that is my stance they have not been utilized because of the wage cut and um, and if you you can't really compare the Uzo and Socrates situation because Uza has this history of. Going back and forth with the club, which then makes the relationship even worse than Socrates. Socrates didn't put out a statement today. Do you know? Socrates' position is clear. You're not playing because of the wage cut. With Uzo, it is the wage cut plus many other things. And he feels that the club have not backed him, which is very evident, in my opinion. So um, I, think, I think that's what happened. And I don't know what, uh, what, what, why people say it's a footballing reason or not. If you think he'd not played well in that period or not, fine. What we can 100% say is that when he played or over the course of that um, um, 18, um, 19, 20 season, um, per 90, he created the most chances for Arsenal. It's still the mm. most chances, played the least games, and I think only Pepe created more chances than him and only about two or three chances more than him. And he played like fifth, um, t- 12, 13 games more than him. So mm. he's still the best creator at Arsenal, but he's not being used. And, and we have this creative deficiency at the moment so there's no reason for me to think that it's footballing reasons when Uzu can provide some solutions for us in certain games. I'm not mm. saying he has to play every game. I'm not saying he's the, the solution. Uzu will come in and, and the problems are solved. Well, I will say so, however, when we're playing at home against people from the bottom half or even the lower tier, Uzu 100% is um, one of the key pieces that we should be utilising. And if you look also under the, when he played on that period to so now go to the footballing reasons, which you then can counter on if you want then, but if you look at the time when um, Uzo was playing, that was the best period Pepe had under, in, in, during his time at Arsenal. There's no, there, there hasn't been a better period of form that Pepe has enjoyed. So I think players, if he was playing, even if he's not the user of old, super creative and whatnot, I think players would benefit of playing with him just the way he interpretates football and the spaces he takes up. We don't have that per se at all in the team right now. The closest we might have it is a Nelson and ESR and they're both not, not ready for senior football by the looks of it. So... I think it's a poor footballing decision, hence why it can't be a footballing decision. And there's a financial and also, I think, a decision, a strategic move of we are ridding ourselves of this now, this Urzu chapter is over. And to counter Atta's point, I think Ateta was waffing today. He, he, made, he made a very strong statement because he knows the cycle of this communication and the cycle of this Uzzik issue is done. The thing that he puts out now is what will remain forever. This this conversation is going to come up again. This is done now. He won't play for Arsenal again, and I have to be very strong and clear in my communication. I can't. There's no way he can refer, um, can openly and publicly say, Uzu has not played um, Uzu is not in the Premier League squad because he took a page cut and a wage cut and he didn't want to take the page cut and pay cut, or because we weren't happy with the comments he made. That's just not. That's not a. That's not a official stance he can ever take as a manager. And you won't ever take it. There's no rights holder in the world that will allow their, their manager, their spokesperson to make a, make a comment on um, a sensitive topic like this, which is one, um, obviously, the HR, fi- the HR piece and also the political piece in any, in any way. So it has to be completely football. And you've got to think when they do press conferences, football managers, they never talk on business or club, um, club um, agenda points. Talk on purely footballing points. Oh, footballing and, points. Yes, uh, he, would, he would always he would always make that a footballing discussion. So yeah. whether whether that is the point um, or whether 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 that is the truth, I, I, I don't believe it because the evidence suggests this is a long history of disagreement between Uzo and the club, and they have made that decision now. That's what I think, and it's based on the last point being him with, um, rejecting the pay cut, and he's the most senior player to reject it, and they probably thought this is. The, this, this, is, this is encouraging other players to kind of reject it. And you've got to think, just just sorry, I'm, I know I've been talking for a little while, but you got to think um, when Uza rejected it, um, it definitely made the other players think about rejecting it as well. Because he was giving them the, like, why, why are you not rejecting this? He was, he was giving them the narrative of, do you guys do not want insurances on what, what's going to happen with your money? he was, yeah, he was telling
2: goodness. people to ask questions. He was exactly. telling people to ask questions and say, hang, hang on, my, think about my, this for a minute. My, can, my, I, can I, can I, can no,
0: I... Go on, go on, shows,
2: I, I, <laughs> I, just I mean, I, yeah, man, I think um, Arteta to today, I think that was Waffle, to be honest with you, like in terms of coming out and, and he said what we already know, really. So what was the point of coming out and addressing... Um, and, and kind of saying it again, I I I didn't really get that. I think like he was um, kind of like talking in riddles, like to 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 come in and use the player straight away off the bat, and then the the the, the defining moment, the pivotal moment is um, the world break, yeah. So after all of that, what it, it's very hard to say what the footballing reasons are, or to or to or, or to pinpoint what the footballing reason is for not using a player. Who previously played every game for you, from a mm-hmm. coach's perspective, that doesn't make sense to me. That mm-hmm. doesn't, and um, it's part of my wider frustration with Arsenal Football Club, really, because it's about why don't why why would they put Arteta in that situation anyway? They shouldn't really put Arteta in the in the in the position. I think it's been a difficult position for Arteta to be in anyway, but he's the, um, because it has been so poorly managed before he um, became coach but you know what you're the coach you get paid the big bucks you're in that seat you've got to deal with it but I think today man it was just a bit of of waffle and just kind of like why are you, why, why, are you coming out to kind of tell us what you already know
1: look, look, at, look and at the words frustration is, as why as don't well. the
2: club just come out and just, just just deal with it properly just why don't someone else take responsibility why don't Edu come out and take responsibility because that would probably I don't, right, undermine
3: Arteta's position right Arteta mm, has maintained yeah, from the start that this is his decision, his decision. it's okay. it's not coming from the board it's yeah he has, to he has full autonomy mm. he's the manager remember we yeah. gave him the manager then, te- role. then,
2: then Arteta's trying oh. shit to us that's well, what I'm it good.
0: is my thing though my thing though, well, just done. to go just to go back on on some of the points that Dan said um on the Socrates point um and he, he was getting lots of minutes though, but I feel like before lockdown, um, there were other reasons as to why Socrates was getting picked. He wasn't first choice centre back. Um, just before uh, we went into into lockdown. That was Chambers, who was the first choice uh, at the right centre-back position. And then he got injured. Then it was Mustafi um, that was playing that was playing in that position. And Socrates was playing right back because number one, Bellerin was injured. He was still recovering um, from his injury. And we know that Aisley Maitland-Niles um, had fallen out with Arteta at the time because he started all of... Um, the first games against uh, under Arteta. And then after the Sheffield United game, Ainsley Maitland-Niles was taken out of the firing line um, be- because of um you know there was rumors that he wanted to leave the club etc and and he was missing um training sessions then after lockdown you saw a fully fit Bellerin that was there and then a- Ainsley Maitland was there and then obviously we signed Cedric um as well to play in that position. So Socrates was never ever ever um first choice uh, in in any of those positions. So I don't really see where so he, first
1: is about being yeah. in a squad there's no way Socrates, Socrates really was in,
0: and, so- in a squad. and and Socrates was in squads and he Not was only in squads
1: even were injured. He was not yeah. in the squad over oh, people are holding, we haven't played. It yeah, was so, so he was, so Socrates he was is, left out and only uh, so- used
0: Socrates, it, was, Socrates, was, Socrates was Socrates was was in squads um after lockdown, right? So if you're looking at it in terms of pecking order, this, that, and the other, and he even came on against Olympiakos um when we were trying to close out the game in extra best. term in, in, in extra time. So for me, I feel like he wouldn't have been used at all uh, if it was the same thing with Ozil, because you've seen it. You've seen it, even even when you've seen it, even when um, we've been low lower numbers. Ozil hasn't made squads. Do you get what I'm saying? This
1: is what I'm saying. I don't think you've got my point. My point is that Ozil's situation is already far further than Socrates's. Socrates. Socrates, but he was being utilized when we were in trouble. We didn't have the numbers to make up, and he was only being utilized on, in those situations. Ozil's whole timeline is completely different, and the wage, the wage thing on top. That we're not going to use him in any circumstance. And uh, coupled with the political thing so it was not just oh yeah Socrates refused the wage card he's going to get the same treatment as Uzo. he gets similar treatment not the exact same treatment the the, the thinking or the, the the messaging I believe is these men are not playing unless you need them to play and for Uzo is these men are not he's this guy is not playing at all Torreira and Socrates these men are playing unless you need the squad numbers and Socrates literally only made the squads on bare minimum and, and even that Socrates game and um, the Olympiacos game only played because we were low on numbers and we had to see it out so only on the bare minimum he was not he, w- he was playing bare games before and then didn't play and they had to they had reintegrated Mustafi Mustafi became quite good and that had to be found in those games Holding was making the, making squads when we were looking at the bench like why the fuck is Holding there like so many mm-hmm. times so I definitely remember that period when I was, we were like why is, where's Socrates why is he not here where's Torreira why is he not here Again, tried had the this, broken legs, though. That when we came back from knockdown, his leg was still broken. Come on, how many months? Yeah, it was three, it was three, four months. I think he had recovered
3: by then, though. He, he had
1: recovered, mate.
3: Yeah. Pretty sure he had recovered. My my issue with the whole Urzil thing, and it is there seems to be far too many coincidental things that were occurring. Like <laughs>
1: it's my thing as well. It's just, <laughs> it's, it it just seems... it to just be footballing. It can't just be solely that
3: exactly and i mean i i love a conspiracy theory so maybe i'm slanted in terms of my views like i love a good conspiracy theory documentary i'll watch unsolved mysteries on netflix and stuff like that like i want to believe that the person didn't commit suicide and that you know there is a murderer there somewhere and um so maybe i'm a bit maybe i'm a bit biased in my view but i feel like the sticking point here for me is always going to be those games pre-lockdown. Now, people talk about the the comments towards the um, the Muslims in China. He still played. That was in December. So people, you know, maybe putting uh, two and two together there. But that, that timeline doesn't quite add up unless there were things that happened after, you know. So those comments were made in December. He played right the way through until March when lockdown occurred. And those are the those are the sticking points for me for any argument towards footballing reasons because so, so what happened after lockdown then th- his training performance just went completely down exactly. the what, and, what,
2: and that's what it, it, uh, I, I feel the same as you is exactly what and even and then, I, in, shabs, in shabs, just two seconds same,
3: sorry sh- Shab's two seconds even I know this is a really small point but there doesn't seem to be any disrespect between Arteta and. Erzl, like, and there's mm. obviously that video clip that goes around with Arteta and Erzl spotting each other in training and stuff mm. like that. I don't feel like Erzl would have done that with Emery. And we know their relationship was quite toxic. Yeah. So I know that's quite a small thing and maybe we shouldn't read into it. But I don't feel like there's a breakdown between those two. Um, so th- that's the thing for me that's making it hard to believe that this is strictly just about football. There could be some footballing reasons about it. Let's not. I, I don't think Özil played that well personally, but I yeah. I, I do agree with D- German Dan's sentiments that you know he is our still our best chance creator. He's st- yeah. we're 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 struggling in that regard, and he is. You know the player that we sh- that that could get us out of a sticky situation, like against Sheffield United at home, we could have done with bringing on Mesut in that game. Yeah, we found an alternative and we won the game, thankfully. Mm. But let um... me let me let me oh, just oh, say one thing, yeah. let, me, enough, me, enough, let
0: me just say one thing before the Urzel stands come and try to fry my neck on Twitter, yeah. Like if it was um, up, at the moment, if it was up to me, I would be playing him. Do you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. Because I just feel like our oh, oh, hold on,
1: hold on, hold on. I saw you between today saying he's fucking shit. He's. I
0: mean, he's. is oh, like, Let me, let me,
1: let me, let me, let me not lie. I don't think Ozil is that guy,
0: right? No, he's but, not that guy. And, and and I most certainly do not think he's that guy. I don't think he was pulling up any trees in those uh, twelve games that he played pre-lockdown, whatever. Playing by yeah. virtue of being better than anyone else, basically. But but my thing is, I'm seeing Mohamed Elneny start matches for for us. Yeah, I'm seeing uh, us playing three at the back um, against Sheffield United at home. Yeah, I'm seeing us William as a
3: striker. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'm seeing William play force nine at Etihad. Yeah, like so for me, I just feel all of these alternatives that we're trying, you need to just get him in the team. But what I'm saying is if Arteta thinks, right, boom, this guy is, you know, footballing reasons, he's not, he's not pulling up trees. I'm not gonna Compromise my ideals for Özil, then I understand what the manager's doing. Do you get what I'm saying? That's my no, only point. I,
2: I, I disagree, man. You you lot are me a little piece on this on this on this Özil thing. I'm not getting Make, my words uh, in. Yeah, but the last Arsenal are cutting, cutting off their nose despite their face, man. And I, I I I think the management, I think they're dealing with it on on. In fact, I was gonna say on both sides have been poor, but I don't I don't think Özil has been. Um, disrespect. I think Ursul's been very measured in, in his comments. His PR is absolutely fantastic. You have to um rate the the the, the level of chess he's playing. He's on some Bobby Fischer vibes for real. Because like he's just saying, all right, cool, you you lot move. I'm moving with his statements, with his tweets, with his whatnot. I love the club, I've been loyal to the club, I'm I'm disappointed. But I think we've cut off our nose to spy our face. Um we don't know what is is gonna happen. Between now, we don't know how the, um, the like the, the coming months are gonna unfold or, de- or um, develop. We may have a horrendous crisis where we need him. We've ostracized him. We've completely ostracized him. And I think if that was the if that's been the strategy, not from when Arteta's joined, but if that has been the strategy, why have we? Um, why is he still here? How have we failed to get him off of our our, our, our books? Wages aside or not, because you can, you can pay him out. There are solutions to. The money that we pay him, you can't say that oh, we haven't um, offloaded him because who's going to take him? Because um, he costs so much. They, like, just pay him out.
3: You just might got, have had to pay him about twenty-three million to pay him out. Just Pay
2: him out. It's a transfer, right off one transfer, and pay him off. Do you see what I'm saying? There's different, as 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 unrealistic as that that is. Like Arsenal Football Club have had opportunities to deal with this situation better than the time frame in which Arteta's been in in role, so why haven't we? We've, we've actually allowed the situation to become worse and, and, and we just look poor man, we look poor we look tasteless, we, we look like, um, like there's no element of class attached to it and we don't know how this might turn around and just bite us in the, in the bottom and what is even more frustrating for me is that um, he's been a divisive character but um, his quality is undeniable it's very difficult to deny his quality my frustration about Ozil in an Arsenal shirt is that we have never really um, got the best out of him. We have failed to get the best out of him in terms of playing him in the number 10 role when he first comes with a static striker. when we know his game is about, um, you know, runners and he needs to find and identify moving targets, but you're playing him in a 10 behind your you know, not really giving him runners. Um, All of a sudden, um, you know, we haven't got midfielders that bring the ball to him when we know he's a final third player. All of a sudden, we get runners, but then we don't. We get a pacey um, striker, but then all of a sudden, we stop utilizing him. You know, it's just different, different things that we have decisions that we've made in terms of um, footballing reasons as well, which have never made sense to me when watching him and thinking about how he's supposed to really integrate into, um, into outside. And yeah, he has had some horrible performances. He's had some times as well where he's played average, but in the context of a team playing average as well. But well, when you look at where we are now, what we've got now, and you think there's a player who's got um, so much ability here who can solve our problems, the point that German Dan made, we're just, we're, 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 we're burying our head in the sand when we've got an obvious solution who's there. And I just don't see the point of him being there then and remaining in training and being, a, like, <clears throat> deal with it one way or deal with it the next way, but deal with it because to look, this is like a bad divorce. It is. It's like a drawn-out horrendous divorce. divorce.
1: Bad divorce with with um, key players. Yeah. Ramsey, um, Ramsey, uh, Casula was a bad, a bad, bad. So um, many. Bad, bad divorce, but also a bad ending exit. So many. Um, Ramsey was Ramsey was really poor. Um, koshani was horrific. So this is really a, a theme. Um, it's a
2: theme. It's, it's, it's yeah. It is a theme. And um, and what does, the other, p- what does it say for other? What does it say for other big players know, know, who we might want to attract? You know what does it what does it say about the way that Arsenal Football Club conducts business or manages um, these players? It's, it doesn't bode well for me, man. I just think it's terrible, personally.
3: Well let's leave the Mezzet stuff uh, uh, alone. I hope you guys enjoyed that debate. That was quite an interesting debate. I yeah. think um I think there's gonna be, I think there's quite it's gonna be quite a 50-50 uh split on this thing, I, I reckon. Like it seems to be quite a divisive topic. So um yeah, let's move <laughs> on to
1: got, it's gonna be done by next week and we'll still crave fuck all chances next next week. <laughs> well <laughs> let, let's, let's let's
3: let's move on to the city game anyway, because um um there's there's so much to talk about that and I feel like we've spent a lot of time on the Ozil thing and we've still got so much to talk about so the City game I'll just give you my thoughts because I haven't actually done too much to put, talk in today um <clears throat> which is refreshing actually <laughs> uh, and I, I'm refreshing for the listener as well I'm sure but um yeah I just, I, I just wanted to give my thoughts on the City game so I was a bit bit perplexed by the lineup especially about I know Holding didn't start on the end but I mean, I was a bit confused as why Holden was named in the starting lineup and you know, I don't like to wish injury upon anyone, but you know, um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. I'm sure you guys know what I'm inferring there. But um, yeah, I was just a bit confused by the by the lineup. I wanted Partey to start by uh, you know, I understood it. Didn't understand the the, the inclusion of Willian as this false nine. It didn't work for me. I didn't understand I don't think he understood what he was trying to accomplish in that role. He definitely and, didn't. No, I, I, you know, it seemed to be, you know, he was. Oh, give me two seconds, guys. Yeah, sorry, lads, I'm back now. I the had, had a visitor, but yeah, we'll carry on. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I, I didn't, I didn't understand it. I, I mean, I guess the logic behind it is the fact that um, he's able to pull players out of position and allow a Bamyang to get space in behind. But I think it was just trying to be too cute, man. Trying to be too clever, and. Um the, the game itself, I thought we did okay in the first half. I didn't I didn't really think that City were City were there to be got, and that's the overwhelming feeling that feeling that I got from this game that City were there to be attacked. And um we had a good spell towards the end of the first half where we missed two good chances. Uh one of them ruled out for offside, which should have been given. Um and I expect us to build on that. And the second half was pitiful, absolutely pitiful. We were so toothless. We didn't have no backbone whatsoever. And it was typified by our subs for me. Seven minutes to go and that's when you decide to make a move. You know, I, I, there's been so many analogies this this week in terms of like, you know, what it was like and all of that stuff. But it, it generally did feel like he was quite content with this 1-0 loss. And in his eyes, maybe it looks as though, well, look how, look how far we've come. We used to get battered here. And, you know, we, we were in that game enough for us to really throw caution to the wind. Ween- like, who would have cared if we have lost that game 2-0 if we'd really gone for it? I don't think anyone would have would, would any of you guys cared if we lost that game 2-0 if we gave it a real good go. You know, if we if we if we had created two three chances that we missed in the last 20 minutes, but we conceded a goal on the break in the 88th minute. Mate, that's football for you. Do you know what I mean? But at least we gave it a go. We came out of that game with you know, uh, with with leaving something on the pitch and that's something you can never forgive as a footballer. any even at any level of football you can never justify leaving something out on that football pitch a a game that you that you could have done more to win and I think that would be a huge regret for Arteta and I hope this isn't a, a thing going forward because um we need to see more and I was on the podcast on Sunday so I touched on this a little bit so I'll leave it over to you to you guys anyway but um Shab since you haven't really spoke too much I'll I'll um I'll give it to you.
2: Um, I think what you're saying about subs, yeah, man, it, it frustrated me big time. Um, you know, when when I think about managers and substitutions, I think, um, you know, they make substitute. Sometimes a substitution is tactical and you're not bringing on a like-for-like player and you're bringing on a, you know, um, maybe you're swapping, um, a, 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 you're taking out a, a defensive player and then bringing in a more attack-minded player with the hope that they can give you um, something different, give you more impetus. Give you something different, or um, or you're looking at like for like. So you're looking at um, kind of like a situation where you're trying to um, a- a- avoid injury, fatigue, or whatnot. You want something that's a bit different from a, a-, a player in the same position. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, um, Willian gave us absolutely nothing throughout the game. He was he was he was he was, he, he was asked. Um, I think it was definitely the wrong decision to 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 start him. I think it was um, more so the wrong decision to start him as a false nine. Absolutely ridiculous. But then you bring on Lacazette. So you think, all right, should be, in theory, more of an attacking threat. Should be able to um, at least understand the position, understand the role a bit better, interpret it a bit better than what Williams has been doing. He gave us nothing, man. He was disgraceful. Just disgraceful. Did he that complete was, a pass that, in the game? That, that was a disappointment. Um and then you think about um, throughout the second half, the fact that we were just toothless. The first half display this play was, was all right, but we were toothless. Um, he took off, I think he took off Pepe and he brought on um, Eddie. Um, so m- maybe you can understand that. Maybe you can't, but for me, it's like seven minutes to go. It's a bit too late. Um, I probably would have wanted to have seen that change earlier. I can't remember who else was on the bench as well, if he could have done something different there um well, my like, thing wasn't
3: really the the choice of the subs it was just the
2: timing it like, was the you know, timing I'm, and it was the same i'm with, never um, i'm not
3: really gonna question that a coach's um like the, the personnel that he has available to him uh, cool is you know yeah. what i'm saying like yeah. he, he, th- those cool. are the options available the way he yeah. utilizes them is fine it's just the timing for me grated me so much seven I minutes
2: i don't know if the way you utilize them is fine though and, 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 and that's what I'm getting at. And that's yeah. kind of what I would have um, hoped to have seen. Um, all things considered, um, a 1-0 defeat away to City is not the worst result in the world. Um, and I think when I think about it, a, a, little while, a short while ago, they probably would have smoked us. They're not where they need to be. And we've moved away from where we used to be as well. So that's kind of what I take from the game overall. But the frustrating thing about the game, and the thing that rattled me, was that they 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 were there for the taking, and it was the feeling was, um, even from the performance in the first half, the feeling was that look we could have got something from the game, we should not could we should have got something from the game, mm. but we we didn't do enough. We didn't um, creativity is an issue. We're going to speak about this every week until we buy. Uh, two or probably three more creators now until we get two, three creators in that side because we're just not creating enough. We're not getting the ball in the box. um, We're not threatening. We're not getting touches in the box. All of the numbers that you want to look at um, are there. But when you watch the games as well, when you watch the performances, man, we're lacking. We're absolutely lacking. And there's something for me as well about players who are, if we're talking about, um, not to go into the Ozil thing too much, we're talking about application and that, but when you look at some of the application of players who are being picked, who are in the squad, who are making it, and they're turning out performances like that, it's hypocrisy, man. It's hypocrisy. I don't want to say more than that because I, I got over it. I was rattled earlier in the week, and then I got over it. And you're just making me relive the trauma right now, so I'm gonna leave it there. <laughs> I
1: see you scratching your head, and also yeah, of- man,
2: I'm scratching my head, man. Thank God I got strong hairline, man.
3: I feel like I feel like that's just shot towards me, but no, 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 no,
2: not at all. I think it wasn't, no, no.
3: But um, yeah, uh, Nigeria and Dan, I'll go to you. What was your thoughts on the game, and um, were you a bit disappointed Did you echo my, my, me and Shabs's sentiments for the game?
0: Yeah, I think, I th- I th- yeah, I thought it was terrible, man. Like that second half is probably one of the worst Arsenal performances that I've seen in, the, in, in since since um, Unai Emery. Um, I know people were sort of given, you know, our t- accolades. Oh yeah, we stayed in the game, we're competitive, but I, I don't like that attitude at all, man. Personally, like this, this whole thing about Arteta trying to change the culture, change the mindset, right? That that doesn't fit in with you trying to change the culture and change the mindset that you're okay or you're happy to to lose 1-0 um at Etihad just because it's it's Man City. That's that's some of the stuff that we were criticizing um Emery for is that you're you know, focusing too much on your position, and you're not really coming up with your way of how to beat teams and how to hurt them and 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 win win matches that way. And for me, like the worst thing about it was I thought that Arteta just wasn't doing anything to counter what City had set up for us because City had a plan for Aubameyang, right? They played Walker on that right side and said, look, if Aubameyang's going to be here, you're going to eat him up all day. And that's what Walker did. He ate him up all day because that's what he does, right? He's got the recovery pace. Um, Aubameyang, it doesn't have the dribble to beat uh, someone like Carl Walker. So Aubameyang didn't get a sniff that match. And I thought it was it was pretty disappointing to see that Arteta did absolutely nothing to try and get our best player um, more into the game. Um, because as you said, in at the end of the second half, um, there was a bit more fluidity of movement. Abamian drifted central. And then we created, uh, we probably had our three best moments of the match right? when Saka um, down the left, I think the first one, uh, Saka and Abamiang combine Saka chance, a uh, good save from the keeper. Second one, um, Shaka to Pepe to Abamiang. Um, and then a- another good save from Edison. And then the third one, um, Shaka played uh, Saka in behind, and then he almost gets across to Abamiang. And I feel I thought like, right, fine, we've ended this half strongly. We're gonna come out in the second half doing more of the same, um, try and cause them problems, get because that's the only time in the match where our front three um actually as well. Uh, the chance just in the first minute of the second half when a crossed it into Pepe is when our front three were allowed to move from their original positions. You saw Pepe in the middle um and then where where we, we we were able to create chances and then after that, Bamang's on the left william's in the middle Pepe's on the right, and they didn't move at all for the rest of the match right and when you're so when you're that static it's so easy for teams to to cut off the passes to you, and our front three they just basically didn't touch the ball in that second half at all. Then you bring on someone like Lacazette, he was trying to play in midfield. I don't know what he was doing. He's 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 looking so off, off the pace. Couldn't complete passes, couldn't run. Um he he was just playing terrible. He was worse than William was, and William dropped a two out of ten in this match. Um, you got someone like Pepe who didn't play well at all. But again, I was looking at the past maps. I don't know if you lot saw them today, but it's like literally we didn't even try and get him involved in 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 the match. And when he was involved, he was poor. I'm not even going to say yeah. that he wasn't. But we're not trying to get these men into the game. Mm. Do you think it's a chicken
3: or the egg situation with Pepe, though? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I I saw the passing map that you're talking about, and we there is barely any service there to Pepe whatsoever. But is it a thing where the players are, I don't want to give it to Pepe because I'm not too confident on what he's going to do? Or is it Pepe not getting himself in the positions to, to receive the ball? Or is it the fact that we just are unable to build it
2: towards Pepe in general? Or is it maybe a mixture of all three? I think it's a, it's a combination. Sorry, because um, German Dan ain't, ain't spoken. I know you've got things to say about this, but I, I think this has been, um, you know, um, a reflection of his whole Arsenal career, Pepe. I think since he's come, we 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 haven't really um, looked to get the best out of him. And that's, a, again, that's a failing on our part. It's a failing on our part. It's look like, we that this is a signing that is supposed to be transformative. We cannot afford for that signing to go wrong. But what have we done? You know what I mean? To 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 really say, yeah, we're gonna we we're, we're gonna we're gonna make this work for him. You know what have we done? Look at the type of football that, that that we've played that we've had since this guy's come and been in our side, man. That horrible negative football under um under Unai Emery. You know, and then Arteta came in and it was a little bit better when Arteta initially came in. But, um, you know, since COVID... I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe COVID lit down Arteta and made him have like a change of of, of <laughs> thoughts or plans in that because I I, gen, I, I uh, started to enjoy what I thought was formulating. Yeah. Nah, what I thought was formulating when we saw those first couple games from Arteta was, 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 was it because it was new, Shabs?
3: Was it because it was new? Because I don't think anything has different. A fundamentally changed. The, struct- change. the structure has we still remainers. As- do you think? Yeah, it's yeah it was, it was it was And we were
2: attacking with five. Remember, remember the first game, the Bournemouth game? I still game, feel like we're win. attacking with five.
0: I don't think these players are getting because, anywhere close to the... I'm not
1: sure. The... I think it's very rigid at the moment. Yeah, man.
0: I, I, but I thought and, it was rigid to start with. But 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 this whole this whole five lanes thing, I see that a lot less and less. And I don't think our attacking yeah. players are close close to each other at to all, all other. anymore. Absolutely. Like there is there is literally zero combination play. This this no
2: combination. May,
0: this also speaks to you know maybe Erzul being out the team in terms of the quality of the five players that are part of that. Um, that, that that uh five lane attack but for me i don't see it and and also um what i what i don't like is i do agree that it's rigid what i don't like is that a bamiang he he's he's best when he is allowed to move uh within the which within the width of the box of the right like i look obviously we point back to that sheffield united game when Pepe comes on the pitch. But if Abamyang isn't playing in the middle, I don't think we score either of those two goals, right? Number one, um, Elneny pushed on uh, for that first goal, but Abamyang is also in that in that area. Bellerin's in that area, Pepe's in that area. You draw your defenders that direction so that when the cross comes in, Saka's basically got a free header at the back post. And again, for the second goal, Abamyang is running away from Pepe and bringing the centre-back with him, allowing Pepe to to create that space. And that is also another way that you can create chances is with runs in behind because they take defenders away, away. And, and they move people. But if obamyang's out on the left, he's he's our best mover in that attack. Right. And if he's out on the left, you're restricting the areas that he can operate in. You're restricting the defenders that he can pull away. And it makes everything congested in the middle because we know Lacazette can't move. William, that's probably one of the worst force nine attempts I've ever seen in my life. He, he couldn't run. Right. Um, and Ketia is mobile, but his, his, he's not really got, you know, that presence, I don't think, to really um, occupy, yeah. occupy centre-backs. He's probably he's quite easy to defend against. So yeah. for me, I just feel like you have the, like one of the best centre-forwards, not only in the league, in the world, right? And you're playing him on the left. And it not doesn't make sense to me. To, yeah. And yeah. The threats are not
2: diversified. There's just the threats are not diversified. Um, the only thing I was going to say in that is the only players who I have seen combine in the final third with any sort of regularity have been um Saka with almost anyone you like, really. But Saka and Ceballos, um, they have tended to combine well, obviously. Saka was a one
3: man attack against City,
2: weren't yeah. he? He was just but doing again, everything by again, himself. Again. Yeah. But I don't want to.
3: Any link up that occurred from the city game was essentially because, because Saka was our
2: best player. But yeah. I don't want to steal Dan, German dance wonder because he was a on, Dan.
1: I, have, I have a very clear idea of why we are not doing fuck all um, And that is very much um, one, based on player profiles, two, based on quality. So we lack the player profiles to from midfield. We don't have a player that can move into um, areas in and drag and, and occupied spaces there would think, oh, uh, I need to follow him here and create spaces in other places. So, Sabayas and Jacka are purely ball to feet and I'm passing. I'm not ever running off the ball. I think the instances of... I don't expect Jacka to do it to be fair, I don't think he, he got the capabilities, but um, the instances of when Xhaka has moved ahead of the ball, I've, I, can think, I can count him on one hand. And when he actually has done it, he's, we've created chances. He, like, I think there's one goal he scored for Arsenal is when he moved off the ball and moved ahead of the ball. And um, then obviously the, the game where, um, where, we, where he was decisive in Saka playing in behind and him passing it to Eddie. It doesn't happen. It, it's not a regular theme of our game. Um, and it's not a regular theme of the way he plays. His player profile, that's not how he plays. He can do that every now and then because he has, he has quality, but it's not the way he interprets football. So we lack that profile in midfield completely. Wolok doesn't do that. And if he does it, he doesn't do it with great quality. ESR doesn't play, so we don't even know if he would do that. And, um, and then he doesn't do it as well. So, again, we don't have that profile. Then we also don't have the profile of a midfielder that can dribble. Now Partey is here. He, he, could, he could probably do it. But so far, we, we have not had that profile of a midfielder that can dribble and consistently bust lines. Because every now and then busting the line, what Jacko and Zabias are doing, is it's cool and fine. But you need to bust lines consistently and um, take opponent players out of the game consistently in order to create overloads and create attacking situations. Doesn't happen often for Arsenal. Again, player profiles and lack of quality. So that is midfield. Now we go into the attacking third. We do not have a mover off the ball efficiently apart from uh, Aubameyang. Eddie looks he looks sharp in the box. I wouldn't say he's a great mover off the ball apart from inside the box. So Lacazette, movement is non-existent. He's a ball to feet, ass out kind of guy. That's him. Yeah. Then we have William, ball to feet, nothing else. William was so bad. He's so bad off the ball. It was ridiculous. There were instances in that in a City game where there's, bundled, like, there's there's bare space. Just run into it, you, you, you fucking idiot. And he didn't. Like, he's looking at Aubameyang like, what are you going to do? I'm going to play you into the space. And he wasn't ready to run. Again, quality and profiles. We do not have enough movers. Only Aubameyang moves. So we only have one mover and we don't have enough players that can find this mover. Then we don't have enough... Con- we don't have a connector in the squad. Well, we had one. Uzo doesn't really play. So we don't have a connector to connect... The, the, the deficiency that's going on here in the attack, the attack is completely disjointed in terms of quality and player profiles. And it's, I think it's in Otata's interest to sort this out, because otherwise... You, we're going to... Oh, we're on his neck. For the whole season. on his neck. I think, do you know what the problem is with, uh, just on the Pepe movement, because I think Pepe makes a lot of runs, but he makes mm. runs in the wrong direction. He makes runs into the white area. <laughs> If you look at Obamian, yeah, Aubameyang is run- he's running, been- running in between centre back and full back, the threatening one in behind. Where Jacket and Subias might think about playing that one every now and then. They even play it. Tierny even plays it every now and then. Well, Pepe is just running wide, really, at the moment. So I may, I don't know. I think there's definitely. I might this- say
3: he's running away from the ball. Fucking
1: <laughs> <Okay, no. laughs> hell! I think there's that. To be fair, I don't want to be too harsh on him because I do think there's there's nothing building on his sides. And Aubameyang um, has a big, big profit of Saka, but, our best player being on mm. that side, apart from him, of course. I think but don't you,
0: think,
3: don't you think if Saka Ante was on me. that side, don't you think if Saka was on that side, we will get more out of Saka than we would be getting out of Pepe? And yeah. I, think that, I think that speaks volumes of Pepe.
1: But I think that speaks also volumes, volumes of, of Saka. Saka. Yeah,
2: mm. facts. facts. Yeah,
1: Saka's he's a very player good, than Pepe. I think, He's a I very think.
2: good player, man. He's a I very think. good footballer. More times he's played for us, he's looked like our best footballer, whenever he has played, more time.
0: I agree. I, I think I think Dan's right and I think as well um just to add to that as well I think Arteta he needs to to do more in the attacking um aspect of our of our game because I feel like yes we've seen that one pattern of play right that one pattern of play where you know um the ball comes from the left side or the right side and then we switch it and then it, yeah. you know and then and then Aubameyang's there and we can all see that right but you know, you look at Liverpool, you look at Man City. They score different types of goals as well, yeah. um, but but they also score a lot of similar types of goals. Like you've seen a lot of goals with Mane coming in on the back post, cross from Trent. Um, you've seen Salah um, slot slot one in combination play on the edge of the box. They score yeah. lots of different types of goals, but they have yeah. several patterns of play but that they different. utilize.
2: Right. But the different types of goals occur because um, they're able to diversify their threat. When they score the same type of goals, it occurs because they've got just a high quality of footballer. Of fo- so footballer, right? Yeah, that's why they can do that. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm not even saying that as a counter to any of your points. Arteta hmm. needs to find a solution to this quick. A no, solution wait, needs wait, to wait. happen upon him
0: whichever, any which because way, there because needs the thing be is an answer because I, is, I, I what, can't watch this. What what I see as well, <laughs> can't like, watch this. It's actually it's, it's, horrible. It's I agree with you. It it makes me mad because what I see, like if, even if you take Brighton, yeah, like so we're not even talking about Liverpool's and stuff like that. Brighton, yeah, they don't the they don't 90s. have like some some like Alzate you can't tell me Ceballos isn't better than Alzate, right? Mm. You can't tell me that you know, uh, Xhaka hasn't got a better range of pass than someone like Eve Bissouma, do you know mm. what I mean? Who, who are starting And these lot play balls in behind, right? Because there's attacking uh, runs being made and it's coached into them, look, when you get the ball here, look to the right winger he's going to do this run. And we don't do that at all, right? There's no automatisms um, in our play when we're trying to build up play. We have the ball and we pass it between the center backs to the full back back to the center backs back to the keeper and when we try and build out again and there's no like right when when Sabios gets the ball Bellerin you're off right and then Pepe you come inside there's none of this right and and we we need to start building these patterns of play because for me our whole right side is completely redundant going forward that's my it biggest on the towel it's, it's completely okay. redundant going forward. Like there is, there's is literally, I, I saw the stats on um stat zone app. Yeah. And it's literally William to Pepe three passes. They played like 83 minutes together, whatever it was. Yeah. Right. Bellerin to Pepe three passes. Uh, Luis to Pepe three passes. How can your right back pass it to your right winger three times inside 83 minutes? Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's shocking. That's right. Match. And I don't, I don't care. Oh, uh, city cut off the cut off the lines. Like mate, you it's should just have a pass. movement. It's, it's, <laughs> it's poor. It's poor. And, and that can't yeah. run. Like, I don't care. Oh, yeah, our best player plays out on the left, but we have 10 other players on the pitch, right? A doesn't have to be the one to score all the goals, right? And we'll be
2: involved in all the moves. All, in the, all the time. Moves. Like, you know what I mean?
0: It's, it's poor. Our right side is literally completely redundant. Yeah, it's horrible, and man. and I, I don't think that's acceptable mm-hmm. um, to be honest.
1: I'll tell you, Just to follow up there, because the, the attack is so left heavy, so left dependent. And um, it's very easy to for 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 um, like City did it. To be fair, I, they did it for the other side as well. They didn't really need to do it for Pepe's side. Um, but they 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 marked Aubameyang out of the game with Walker with um Pepe. They were going to do with Ake, but he didn't even get the ball often enough to. And even when he did, his quality was poor in that game. But I think the attack, as Shabs already said, it's not diversified. It's only diverse. It's only one side. And it's, it's, it's quite predictable attacking patterns. We don't have the ingenuity. We don't have the individual quality to, to come up with that that one moment every now and then. And when it does happen is Bukayo Saka. That's it. So having nothing on that right side and not building for the right side at all. and No, no patterns, no recognised patterns. Um, no attempts really to even play for that side is very, very poor because you have to be divisive in your tribe. You have to have a diversified threat at this top level because no matter how good Aubameyang is he at some point he's not going to have his best game or he's not going to get into the areas and spaces you want him to you need his other teammates to contribute so you Mm. can't put all your eggs in his basket even though he is a shooter and he's yeah, putting ridiculous. all the eggs in his basket and we, we don't even get them into the right areas at the moment, mm. which is we massive. A he, doesn't, he doesn't get any shots.
3: And, and, he doesn't and also, get any shots. We have a 43% yeah, and, left side bias. And, and also, I don't believe that Partey is going to solve the three, problem. Three, that's split into free. So oh, that's okay. 43% from the left yeah. side. 26 middle, 31% right side. So it's
2: horrible. But also, Partey is not going to um, solve the, this problem. That we have either. You know what I mean? All the issues that we're discussing now, Partey coming into the side, Partey starting, he doesn't resolve all of these issues. He might provide a solution. He might and it it, it depends on Arteta's utilization of Partey as well. Because if he uses him as um, you know, as the deepest midfielder, um, which I don't think he should which I don't think he should, um He doesn't, I don't think he does that, solves that problem for us. If he uses him in a double pivot, which I think with with Shaka, which I think is probably what is going to happen, then yeah, I suppose it gives him a bit more license. And I suppose that there will be an expectation for him to um, be one of two players, probably him and Sabayos or him and Saka, depending on how he used to carry the ball um, further forward. But I don't think it helps us in terms of balancing out um, or spreading our play over to the right-hand side. I don't think it helps us in terms of um, finding Pepe, which is how we got onto this conversation in the the first place. Um, There are big issues there for me. Like, you know, it is a bit of both. Because Pepe can, sometimes he is making good runs, Pepe. Sometimes, you know, it's not all the time he's making that stupid, mindless um, run. (laughs) Sometimes he's making good runs, but players just don't find Find him. him. So what does that do? to your mentality you just play and you just think what's the point like what's the what's the point of making this run let's
3: um i've got we've got quite a lot of listeners questions so i'm keen to get through them and i'm sure if there's anything we missed out we can touch on it through the listeners questions so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna take the patron listeners questions first and if there's anything i like then i'll take them from elsewhere um thierry 21 big up you he asks uh would you guys swap the signing of gabriel for the signing of awa Ie we only get one or two. Just a quick one to Gabriel. I thought he was great, and I feel like we, one thing we didn't touch on was the penalty incident. I felt that was a, that was a penalty. Um, I feel like we should have had a penalty. There's been some talk about maybe it wouldn't be a penalty; it'd be an indirect free kick. But I don't know the rules. Um, I, but if you get kicked in the head, surely it's a penalty. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I thought Gabriel was great. But um, in terms of the uh, the Thierry twenty one Thierry twenty twenty one question. Would you guys swap the signing of Gabriel for Awa?
0: That's a hard one, you know, but... It I is hard. because you've got
3: Saliba still, haven't you? And maybe that would mean have we Saliba got him though? Play, but oh, well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But if you didn't have Gabriel, it kind of forces. Oh, it doesn't, does it? It doesn't. I've got though. no idea.
0: I, I don't no. think. I, I don't think I would. Um, no, honestly, because I feel like Gabriel has been a, a. He's had a really good start to his uh, Arsenal career, and I feel like. If he wasn't playing, then Mikel Arteta would be even more negative than what he mm-hmm. currently is as well um, at the moment. So yeah, no, I, and I think and I think you can find more alternatives to Awa than potentially than than Gabriel with his age profile um, and size. Like I don't really know of that many sort of twenty two year old six foot three left footed centre backs. Mm-hmm. Um, no right footed one. It was 19. <laughs> um, that 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 you could get get for that price. So um no, I think I'd stick with the Gabriel signing personally. Yeah, I think I would too. I think
3: there's probably more out there to for our like finding centre backs I feel, are harder than finding creative midfielders in, in this day and age. I feel like every young footballer is a creative midfielder. So finding Beng, the young Feng approved that, innit? Yeah, exactly. Years. Exactly. Would Would anyone Would anyone uh take the swap?
2: No. 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 Oh. He oh, is Dan, so, Dan's contemplating be...
3: it. German uh, Dan's contemplating it. He's contemplating it.
2: Because Go. I know we like saucy ballers, and I know what we're missing. But mm. what he he gives us at the back, he gives me a sense of security at the back that I haven't had in that in a very long time. To be fair. Mm. German,
3: German Dan, you gonna make a decision or not? It's
1: tough still. There. Well, if we have a oh, wa I means we have Partei as well, right?
3: Yeah.
1: I'll take it, yeah. Okay, you take the
3: swap, yeah. yeah. So who would you play in defense?
1: Saliba. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it wouldn't be Saliba, I'll tell you that for free, mate. It You're holding be, enough. be holding a loop. Little...
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay.
3: Uh, J7, he asked, although Willian is awful, is the left-sided bias in terms of play hurting him as well, hence a drop of shot-creating actions? Well, I posted a stat on the Twitter account uh, yesterday, and one one of the things that encouraged me the most about signing Willian in the summer was the fact that he was one of the highest creating players in the Premier League last season. So in terms of shot creating actions, I know it's a bit of a weird stat, but I quite like it. It basically means any action that you do that leads to a shot is counted as some kind of creativity. So whether that be a pass, a dribble, a shot that maybe leads to another shot, a cross or whatnot, that is a shot creating action. So if you have someone who is seventh in the Premier League at shot creating actions, you've got someone who is involved in a lot of creativity a lot of playmaking and, and ultimately a lot of shots on goal. He was averaging 5 over 5 a game for Chelsea last season and and that is, you know, and that and that even that is taken into consideration everything we got told about William him being very inconsistent, him being very um hot and cold. One one game he's excellent, four games he's rubbish and three games he's mid. He hasn't
1: even been excellent for us yeah. He, he
3: he hasn't. But with Arsenal He's only managed nine so far at an average of two per game. That is such a big, that, now, <laughs> that is a massive drop-off. And I wonder, uh, yes, Willian hasn't been good, but what what can we do to get the most out of Willian? And just to answer J7's question, uh, is the left-sided bias hurting him as well?
1: You know what? You need to William... sell him
2: to get the best out of him. Sell him. That's what we <laughs> can do. <laughs>
1: But seriously, I think with William, if I look at that Chelsea team again, player profiles. Look at that team. It's playing with Mason Mount, Christian Pulisic, they're man like to let the team go, man. They like to shoot. Um, even Pepe or don't they like to shoot? I, I think uh, Bamiang shoots when um when the good opportunity presents itself. Um, so Abamian probably is the is the most likely to shoot. I think Pepe shoots quite quite rarely actually. Um, for a player that can shoot quite well, and like I said, don't shoot unless it's completely open shot and it's set up perfectly for him. So um, Eddie don't shoot from range as well, you know. Don't Chelsea just get into better positions than us? That as well, of course. I think it's a combination of that. But I generally believe that we don't have the profiles of players that you pass it to them and they shift and shoot straight away. That's not really the way we play as well. And I think Mm. when I watch Chelsea, a lot of times that's how how they seem to be playing. You get a player in a good position, they shift and shoot. I think for us, Pepe has done it at times, very sporadic. Aubameyang does it sporadic, um, so yeah.
3: Just in terms of the stat that I mentioned, the shot creating actions, our highest pro, our highest player in the Premier League is um, is in thirty first place, and it's Aubameyang, and it's like not high at all. It's quite I can't remember exactly how many, but I think it's like twenty or something like that. That's and you, you know, I'll, I'll try and find the stat actually. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite a. Uh, let me have a look. Uh, it just tells you how bad we are. Yeah, exactly. It's. Uh, I'll try and find it now. Go on, mm. shot creation.
1: Well, you might think anyway. because I, I don't because William has played on the right, but last game he played in the middle and he was doing fuck all, you know.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's 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 a combination of everything. Like, I just feel uh, if you play on the right side, just know for Arsenal, you're not involved in the game. Pretty my <laughs> team, 13th
2: year. Like, yeah. You're you're nice. Right side is like, the right side is like the new school left back. Like yeah, You right. know what I mean? Like, you know, back like school football back in the day, like you, the left backs weren't even left footed. Like it was just on like, right footed, Donny who couldn't really kick the ball just play there. <laughs> Nowadays, if you're like on the right for Arsenal forget it. And it's just like, it's, it's down the side as well. Like yeah. Cedric, um, Reece Nelson, like you, you know what I mean. Like throughout the squad, like these guys are just not. They're not. They're not going to get any
0: job. It, it doesn't. Yeah, definitely doesn't help. And I and I thought like when we were when we signed him, I was thinking, wow, like this means we're going to get a Bam in the middle. We're going to play William on the left, so he can play that sort of inverted winger um, that that he he can play. And then we're going to have Pepe on the right, and then we're going to be, you know, um, we're going to be more, at, more attacking. Yeah. Like do you know yeah, what I mean. More direct. Like, more, more direct, you know what I mean? Have a lot of pace in that front line, et etc. et cetera. But for me, I've just not, I've not seen anything in our attack to generate shots. There is nothing there that says this is going to be a high chance creating team whatsoever. No combination play. No one takes long shots. No one passes it in behind. Um, so right. I, I'm not surprised at all by that. But that, that, that's. Is, that is
1: Bamia a center forward a pipe dream? Because I don't think it's how I used him as center forward ever from the beginning, has he?
2: Not he's from the moved start, him know, there. Not from. He's moved him there from but, the start. But from the start, uh, I can't remember. I thought. I, actually, I can't remember if he has. I, I, no, I he, just from from Arteta's reign. Yeah. yeah no.
1: Under Arteta, is it, is it a pipe dream? Because the evidence clearly suggests he sees him as in that left space, more than so in, that, just, in that in that, the middle. I just don't. I, it I, doesn't I, seem to be a plan to move him to the middle. And he's I, honest, I honestly, he's honestly don't understand it
0: though. I don't understand oh, it though. Yeah. I don't. I
3: don't. Um. Jack Wee asked, where would ESR fit into our current system now as it was confirmed done? Does that, does that kid even have a position yet?
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where he would play. We don't play with a... with a. We'd have to get rid of one of the defenders first. to. Tobias so Roll, maybe? I don't think he can play centre midfield next to another in the two.
2: Yeah, no, nah, not in the two. Possibly a three, possibly a ten. Or what I know from him is that he, he can play that wide playmaker he can kind of play in the ten. I don't know if he's played deeper, um, like with any kind of regularity or joy or consistency to his performances. I don't know if he's good playing deeper. I I, I don't know. Um, I like Emil Smith Rowe on the very little I've seen from him. I do think that like um, expectations need to be tempered around him because he's missed out on a lot of football. Um, he's had a lot of. Um, injuries I don't know what we're expecting him to come in and do first and foremost I don't know what we're expecting him to come in and do under this type of uh, under this brand of football that Arteta's Arteta's, um, going for at the moment so I don't know man I wouldn't expect to see let's say he plays tomorrow I'll just kind of watch with kind of like, all right he's got to show me something First and foremost, for me to kind of put any stock in because I, I just, I just don't, man. Agreed. I be honest, my confidence, my confidence in the side is, is falling based on the style of football because it's, 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 it's not good, man.
3: Just regarding ESR, twenty-three AFC also asked predictions on how many apps and starts ESR will get this season, and and do you think we should get more than we predict?
2: For ten for Arsenal?
1: And all guess yeah.
2: ten. If he gets 15 appearances, <laughs> if he gets 15 appearances this season, boy, he's done. I think he's done.
0: He's done well.
1: See, the thing is, yeah, I'm not sure he's even going to play some of the Europa League games.
0: Mm. Mm. But mm. I would, I would not be surprised if he, if he's benched or out of the squad tomorrow. You know, mm. I'm not. I'm. Yeah. I'm I am not i not be surprised. Like, yeah. Made him travel all the way to, like, not to play yeah, him. Yeah, Because yeah, the, make the, the thing, 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 thing is with this, but Sabados sab- 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 is out. Willian is out. So there's space for him. Yeah, the thing is, he should he should be starting tomorrow, right? Like, it, because you've because you've you've not sent him out on loan, right? You've not play, he's been injured for the League Cup games or whatever. So, for me, this is where he gets blooded. Yeah, because otherwise, if he's not starting this match, what is the point in keeping him? Mm. Because we've only got six uh, group stage matches. Maybe there's going to be another home and away leg um, in February or some sometime, but. Mm. You know, he's not gonna play the League Cup match, he's, the League Cup matches that we got in December. So he's not gonna play Prem, that's that's for sure. So if Should you're he? keeping Should if he? you're keep, I, I, I generally right, I don't think he's ready for Premier League games. From what I've seen of Emil Smith Rowe. He seems very lightweight, he gets injured a lot. Um, you know, he does have a little bit of quality in terms of I've seen him score goals in the Europa League and in the League Cup. But other than that... And I'm the championship. Not, yeah, and other than that, I've not, not seen him say, right, I'm going to be a starting midfielder for Arsenal Football Club, aiming for top four football in mm. the Premier League. Do you know mm. what I mean? I think that's a big weight to put on his shoulders yeah. to give him the creative burden um, in, in, in that midfield. So for me, I'll be surprised if he gets 10, 10 appearances this season, if he stays at Arsenal the whole year. You know what
1: yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, don't I, got, just, I don't think he's had a real chance in the Premier League, you know, so... I don't think I don't think he's played many games for us in the Premier League. i granted he hasn't been fit much, but I agree. I'd be surprised if he gets a good amount of games this year. You know, I'd be surprised. And it's weird. Though, but...
0: it's weird because Willock got forty appearances last year. Yeah, that is a big, big number. And if I'm Smith Rowe, 40? You got 40? forty got forty for in all competitions. If I'm Smith Rowe. Like um I'm yeah, you'd be looking at him being like so weird. This
3: have to. I'm sure you're right, Dan, but I have to Google it just in case. You did. You did.
0: did. It's it's lots lots of lots of sub appearances. Yeah, but it's like if if I'm Smith bro, I want to be that. I want to be that sub. Do you know what I mean? Mm. To to come off the bench, but personally, I just can't see it, man.
3: OK, uh Stevie, I do. Staying on the pitch, are we in trouble if we don't get at least four out of six points from Leicester and United the upcoming games? Because they're in there, two of our direct top six rivals.
1: No, 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 we're not. We're not in trouble. We're not in trouble. Think about the season. The season is so long. It's all about staying within reach of, of those places. So any results that happen, any result that happens in the next month or two, as long as you pick up enough points to be in around this conversation, in around those places, you will always be with a good shot. You obviously can put yourself in a better position beating these teams, but I trust them to drop points too. So we we should be all right.
3: Yeah, the Premier League is so unpredictable at the moment that, you know, no game is a banker. So that, but that being said, it's, I think it would be, we need, I, I do feel like we need a, 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 at least one win out of those games if we go into those games and come up with a, a draw and a defeat, yeah, I think it could leave quite a bad taste. Um, just because it would put us into like a negative record. I think we're what, three wins and two defeats at the moment. If you then go into seven games and you've only won three out of seven, all of a sudden things aren't looking too rosy. And I do I do wonder as, about that. You know, well, I've,
2: I think one thing I will say as, as, unamused as unimpressed as I am with um our football in terms of like we're, we're we're impotent going forward defensively we do have structure we're solid we are seeming to be quite hard to beat um we're losing games by single goals under our teta you know we haven't really I think by the Liverpool game it, Liverpool gave us a bit of a even even that it wasn't a horrible defensive performance the 3-1 but um and I can't recall whether Arteta has actually lost back-to-back games. Um, he may have, mm. but I don't remember. I don't City, remember us City losing. City and Brighton. Oh, okay, it's so City and Brighton at the start of lockdown. Oh, yeah, at the start of lockdown. Yeah, mm. um, and and you could caveat that. You could you could even caveat that, but I'm not going to. But um, yeah, man. So I I don't think we will necessarily lose those. Um, Games or lose those games back-to-back, I think it will be difficult to, to beat and difficult to break down so long as we don't have any injuries to, um, you know, some of our better players. But um, for me, what worries me is just that, or what my questions are, is whether we will have enough going forward mm-hmm. because we're not beating teams by loads either, you know. Bar Fulham, who were absolutely dreadful on the day that we played them, we haven't beat teams by more than a single goal either. Yeah. Um So, yeah, that's that's, that's,
0: just what I I think. I think in that, like, we won't be in trouble, but I do think we need some positive results from those two games just because I think, with the style of play, I think questions are being asked of Arteta now Mm -hmm. to being people being like, well, you know, we don't want a defensive coach. I don't think fans will be happy with a defensive coach unless you're getting results. Right, so like if you're going to Leicester and you're playing five at the back and you're losing matches, that doesn't inspire confidence, I think, um, in the fans and also in the players as well. Um, So, so I think for his sake, he needs to. We we need to get some results in those in those two games.
3: Agreed, agreed. Um, That guy Daryl. He asked, once we move away from the back three in all but the big games. Do you think we'll be more creative or stay the same? See, I don't think it really matters because the way I see it is, is it's all the same to me. You can't tell me Kieran Tierney is playing as a as playing as a centre back. He's just not. He's not playing as a centre back position. No left sided centre back is getting as high up the pitch as he does. I I see it as all the same. I don't really get this obsession between oh it's a three four this and a 3, four, 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 three. I don't I don't see it. I I just think the, the the positions on the pitch are very fluid. They're very flexible, and yes, we're rigid in structure, but we don't really have like right. Kieran you you are a left sided centre back. Like we we don't have that. I don't know what you guys think, but that's a. I I don't really see the the, the fascination with this. Uh, formation
1: stuff? See, the formation thing is funny because I'm not sure um, you can completely um, attribute the formation to a lack of creativity. Of course, you can say we have less um, attacking players um, in in certain zones and areas of the pitch, but um, we've seen this 3-4-3 system being implemented very well before and this system really kind of relies on automatisms um, and so... I just don't think we have enough automatisms to make it really work at the moment going forward. Um, caveat and that, because defensively it works. And this is the reason why Ateta utilises it and banks on it. And I think I'm looking at, at the season and I think it's going to be like this for, for, throughout the season. Um, I think he's found a system that works well defensively, makes it very tough to beat. And um, he only, I think in his head, he probably thinks only have to have small, make certain small adjustments in the attacking area to to improve our output. And as long as we remain hard to beat and score enough goals to um, see off um, the lower level, uh, level teams and make it very hard to be beaten in, in the big teams and against the big teams. And we can't even beat some of them. And he's proven this before because they come on to you more. Beat everyone, right?
3: Except yeah. Chelsea, bro- maybe.
1: Chelsea's been... them final. in the final now. So, he, has, he hasn't beaten Spurs yet, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So, he's only played so,
3: once against Spurs, though,
1: right? Once, yeah, so yeah. I think I think that is going to be his plan for the season. Get top four through this, through this structure and um, because ultimately, look at it, we've said this ourselves, the Premier League is wide open. People are leaking goals, teams are leaking goals, looking all over the shop. So, I think his, his thinking is, I'm going against this, playing defenses and making sure a consistent... Um, performances and results draws uh, wins losses only against the big teams um that is that is what he's um, what he 's going with, and that in going to ultimately lead us to get as many points as possible um in this opinion I think based on the squad that we have as well, we, we talked about quality and profile and stuff, so I think going to a back four i can 't lie i 'd be very surprised if he does it this season very mm-hmm. surprised very mm-hmm. surprised um maybe maybe you won 't be as viscouverse um but at the moment, he seems quite risk averse. We saw we saw the way he um, he handled subs and handed the subs in the city game. He didn't go all guns blazing, Um even Sheffield. I think the Sheffield one were quite measured subs and good subs. So um, I think he's capable of actually affecting the game off the bench. It just didn't he didn't quite do it versus City. So again, being being risk averse and quite measured, um, probably didn't think we could get much out of that game and didn't want to leave us vulnerable. So. Mm. Um, I think that's what we, what we what we're going to be going with this year, you know.
0: And he went he went straight back to the back three as well in that Sheffield game. As soon as we went two 0 two 0 yeah. up, and they started coming into it. But I, I also feel like we don't even we don't attack with a back three, anyways, right? So like um, Maitland Niles and Saka, they join the midfield. So you know when we have the ball, it's not a back three. So, two five three. Or yeah, whatever. it's like he does. He does that all of sense, his. Yeah. yeah, he does. He does all of the stuff um, that he does with the positions and stuff. I just feel like he is not doing enough attacking, coaching, play um, at at present, and that's the issue, rather than the formation. Is that's my that's my thing.
3: Oh, um, <clears throat> AKNMC. Are some Arsenal fans attempting to shine to shine the light on Arteta a bit prematurely? Have we seen enough of him doing the best with what he has? I actually got th- I actually got some feedback on um my on uh from one of my close friends, Sate. Actually, he um he said I was being a bit too harsh on Arteta on the pod on Sunday, and he 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 seems to think that that it's 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 we're building something right and there's building blocks and there's building blocks and you've got to be patient and you've got to fix certain things before you can get to the main centerpiece thing which he's saying is the attack now I have a slightly opposing view where well I'm not slightly opposing view, I damn right disagree with him that I think that you can try and do all of them at the same time like you there are lesser teams than us that are Doing more than us against better teams than them, and I don't see why we can't do the same. I really, I really don't. Aston you know? Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Look, look at Aston Villa. how many Aston, Villa. Aston, Villa. Aston, Villa. Aston Villa, Brighton. Dan, you mentioned. I think one of you guys it, mentioned Brighton, Leicester, you know, Leicester, you know? Leeds. Yeah, and I know Leeds. have wouldn't be yeah. for three years. But, I, but even, but even, I wouldn't
2: jump on Leeds yet. Um, even.
3: Who would who would uh who, Spurs Spurs create more chance than us? Who who else came recently? Yeah, field of
2: quality? There I say uh, it, yeah.
3: Ancelotti Ancelotti with Everton.
2: Mm.
3: So, some might say Everton have got a better team than us. They definitely got a better creator than than us. Yeah. But Ancelotti's been at Arsenal the same amount of time as Arteta, and he seems to get a better tune out of Everton offensively than we have. So, I mean,
2: I think, I think to 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 answer the question, it is. It is tough. Like, you know, we have um Arsenal fans know good football, man. If you support Arsenal, we've been brought up on good football. You used to see in the source, man. You know what I mean? And that I think um for me, like if, if if this is the football we're gonna see, this is the football we're gonna see. It's horrible because it's off the back of that horrible football that we saw from Emery Jungberg. I don't count him as a as a as a as an Arsenal football club coach, really. He he was he was there to um you know fill a void, it was necessary. But um, Arteta came in and spoke about, you know, all this, the same kind of talk that Emery done, but with more conviction. Like, you know, we want to be the protagonist and we want to, you know, we want to play with the ball and I understand the club culture, I understand the type of football that's important, here, blah, 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 blah. So we're hopeful for these things and we want to see these things. Um, you can see what Arteta has been working on. Like you can't, you you can't look at, um, at Arsenal since Arteta's come in and say that, he hasn't been impactful as a coach, or that he hasn't improved the side. I think that's that's it's ridiculous to say those things. It's, it's harsh to say those things. Um, he's improved us in 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 many different ways. But where the frustration comes from is that when we're looking at aspects of our of our game, week in week out, we're just not offering enough. And I don't think you have to go so far the other way. I think there are tiers. There are different tiers of doing it. So we want to play. The, I don't know what the Goal is to play a type of football like Man City, for example, whatever. We can't do that right now. And a large part of that is not Arteta's fault. You know, this is the, the the squad that he's been left in. But you can play a version of that football, a type of that football, maybe at a slightly lower standard, whilst adding pieces, whilst adding pieces, whilst adding different components. We're not playing a version of the football that we want to see. Or maybe we are. And we just don't know it yet. And this is it. I think I think, I think. think this is what it is. You've got some fans saying, like, it's not going to get any better. Like, saying, we're not going to see a shift now. to the back four. You know, we're not going to see a shift to the back four. And I'm hoping to God that he is wrong. I'm hoping to God that, nah, man, we're going to see it. We're going to see it. We're gonna, and I think that's, that's, that's where the fans are at. I think Arsenal fans who are calling Arteta... Um, rubbish or getting onto him at this. It are, are, it will, people will be crazy to do that. Absolutely crazy to do that. But we 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 need to see more than what we're seeing. Because, fine, we've seen that defensively. We've seen that we can play with structure. We've seen that we can play with defensive structure. But it's about balance. And the comments, Arsene Wenger made comments the other day. And, and people were saying, well, that's Rich coming from him because he got the balance wrong um, the other way. He was too attacking, you know what I mean? And never quite got the defensive balance right. So... You know how can how can how, how can he say that about Arteta? Like I want us to be good defensively, but I don't think it needs to be like you know to the point where we're playing negative football against bottom tier teams. You know, I think I think
3: Arteta has taken against
2: Sheffield United, who play with a low block, and I,
3: I don't want to see that. I think Arteta has taken the quotation "Don't mix your ambitions with your capabilities" a bit too seriously, in my mm. books. Mm.
2: Um, and dare so. I say the, you know, dare we say the word pragmatist private, private joke in the group chat, but yeah, man, we we have the conversation all the time about pragmatic mm-hmm. and what's You're the who? definition and what he said and what it means and you can know. Expand on that.
1: Can you expand, and, on, and, uh, can mm-hmm. you expand mm-hmm. on what you what you said? Well, I feel like.
3: Obviously, when when he first got appointed, we looked at our squad and we thought, cool, not much to work with, you know. So we at the start, I feel like we 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 would accept a certain brand of football as long as he's getting results, because that was all we were capable of doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I think that's in mixed in conjunction with the fact that he's that he was new in the role. He was getting to know the players, obviously very difficult circumstances overtaken at Emory team where the morale was busted, but now he's had time in the job. He signed a few players. He seems to be making up his own mark on his team. I want to see. Basically what I'm trying to say is, is that, that, that don't mix your ambitions. Don't, don't, what's to say it again? Don't mix your ambitions with your capabilities. Yeah. I think we need to be showing that we are more capable now and that we are more ambitious. And I think that statement needs to be put to the side a little bit and um, just showcase a little bit more of our
0: ambition and a little bit more of our capabilities. Mm. I think, yeah, I I think as well, like... um, Basing it off what he has said, there is more to come, right? Based off what he has said, yeah. because mm-hmm. he has said, you know, he wants to, you know, have 50 shots a game, this, that, and the other. He wants to change the mentality. He wants emery to. emery said Arsenal. the same thing, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did and I got, and I got, and and, and this was going to be my point, right? I got very big emery vibes from him um, in his post match conference. Uh, on the city game because he, you know, when Emery said, "Oh, like I think it was like a two-two draw or something," and he was like, oh, "The game happy. plan worked." Against yeah, Leeds. the game plan worked, and I was happy with the way the team performed and that and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And everyone was just we like, restricted their attack Yeah, how can you be happy when you know this that? And Arteta said similar things that you know, mm-hmm. for us to do what we did to them for 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 that amount of time, not many teams come here and do that, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And for me, it was like. Watching that match, that wasn't what I wanted to see us doing. So for you to say that you're happy with that and you think that was like an achievement, that's not changing the mentality of Arsenal to me, right? And for you to like go to games and muster eight shots, you know, against Sheffield United or against, you know, Fulham or whoever you're playing, that that is not changing the mentality. Do you know what I mean? So I personally hope that he does stick to what he... Is saying, and we do have more to come. But for me, he must be seeing us have no attack through the right side. Right, and in the next game, I want to see something that says to me that you are trying to, you know, do something about this. Because so far, I haven't seen that. Other than that, you know, fifteen minutes spell against Sheffield United that he's now refused to do again. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Um, So we'll Let- see. Partey's coming now, so
3: let's see. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's got his piece of the puzzle that we waited a window for, and now he's bloody waiting to integrate him into the team, so let's see what happens. I've got two final questions before we wrap things up because it's been quite yeah. a long podcast. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, OmniWrench <laughs> no, OmniWrench12000 says, are you dissatisfied by the lack of juicy content in the Venger book? Comparing it to Benter's one, it's tame. I don't know if anyone's managed to finish it. I listened to the, like, the first <laughs> chapter on the audiobook, and I haven't picked it up again since. Um, I I was yeah. I mean, this is not, not Wenger style, is it? I, I wasn't. Was he it was, expecting anything more?
2: It was not got like boring the... voice, by the way, man. I don't know how you're managing with that audio book, man. Yeah, I thought it'd be good. I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear his voice
3: and tell voice me the story. So
2: boring. But now man. I'm
3: thinking I might have to just get the book so I can storm through it. His voice
1: is hella boring. I got through it, you know. You got so through. I, it? Yeah, I got through. I'd... I kind of skipped over his and the parts of his childhood I didn't really care about. Yeah, that. I don't
3: care about your, your dad's bistro,
0: bro. Like, the
2: tractor in it and the grass fields <laughs> and that.
1: Oh,
0: I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm still on that bit, man. He sort of <laughs> yeah, that yeah, <laughs> so right, That bit past is it. the trenches,
2: bro. That <laughs> wow. bit is literally the trenches. You never making out that's,
0: the hood. You yeah, you're never. It out that's the, the hood, thing. Point. Like, um, it's, it's a slow, it's a slow, it's a slow burn, man. Like, that's the thing. I, on the on day one, I was like, I was gassed to open it on, got it on my Kindle in it. Yeah, so I had it downloaded. Woke up, sat on the train. And I was like, right, chapter one. And I fell asleep on the train. It? Yeah. So then on the way back, I was like, yeah, bang, I'm going to bang it. I got to chapter two and I put it down and it, I don't even know where my Kindle is now. You know, that's the- <laughs> you've got to skip
2: all oh, Do you know what You've got
0: to skip Nancy. Um, <laughs> you've got to skip Grandpa's <laughs> age. Hey, the thing is he's, to because he's, he's dropping, to he's dropping departure. He's dropping bare names of all these these random French guys, and I'm like, oh, oh, these bro, like, I don't know man. you, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, to
2: answer to the so like to answer my man's could question, he name,
3: could he name as many French bistro owners as possible? Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: So, to answer my man's question, and no, I haven't read Bentner's book, but I think it's probably more juicier.
3: <laughs> Bent is a fucking massive ben, donor. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, a tart man. Yeah. Bent ben is a tarp,
1: Maverick, He's a Maverick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: Wenger's yeah. classy. He, he's not going to do the name dropping. Mourinho yeah. came out to try and draw him out again. It worked. Yeah, yeah. Mourinho <laughs> was just rejoicing over that one. Wenger's not. He's not going to name drop people too much. But he mentioned players' names, um, at times in the book. But he's not spilling any sauce about people doing any dirty laundry,
1: He Ain't doing it like yet, that. man. He's he's not retired yet. You know what the thing is, that book is just I'm putting out a book. I'm putting out a book. You know, you know the way i'm um, I think Fergie did it as well. He put out a book. It didn't have too many too many bombshells, but obviously Fergie's a bit more volatile than Wayne yeah, as well. Yeah. And then he, had, he dropped the second book, didn't the he? Second one sure dropped well the part. second oh, one yeah. had a lot. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, second yeah. one is going to have the juice, man, Um, because he hasn't gone into much detail on some of these but things. I feel like
3: Fergie's more of a, a divisive character. Like he, he He's won't a volatile guy. Doing that. Like he don't care. Wenger's got. I feel like Wenger en- enjoys having relationships with people in the yeah. game.
1: But and I, I don't that,
3: think he he would want to tread the, on at too the many toes. he
1: still thinks he can have a relationship with the club. So I think the main, my main takeaway from Luke was that he was he was incredibly hurt by the way he ended up with the club. Yeah. He's still hurt now. He ain't been back yet, and uh, he leaves it kind of open for if, if there's a and um, um, if there's a way back. So depending on back, yeah. if it happens or not, that second book, uh, that second book that he could bring out, yeah, yeah, I think that could be juicy. If
3: he should if just he go back. fucking PSG, bruv. I think he should the manager do. of PSG.
2: They don't wear red and white, man. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but, but maybe that's where he's been going wrong.
2: If <sighs> you go back to Monaco, you could, yeah, you don't wear red and white. You you La- go Atletico Madrid, there you go. Last well, last, game we,
3: uh, last, yes. last question anyway, from Ivan Allo. He asked, uh, would it be the worst idea in the world to re-sign Jack Wilshere and bring him home. Oh, yes, that no. is the worst idea in the no, world. Oh, we're divided Dad. on that. It no, you were not divided. It's yeah, just you. Divided. You, you and Ruan That's all it is. It's not. No, there's no and division. German
2: Dan. There's okay. two of us now in this on this call that say no, and there's two that are saying yeah. It would wait, be a bad. Wait, wait, wait. No, I can right. Wait, Dan, explain to me the reason. German reasons, Dan's please. with me.
1: All right, the thing is, yeah, when we're no, 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 let him speak. I needed him to go, I wanted him to go, you know, when he left. And people were saying, Give him new countries, analysis, no, time is up, he needs to go. But our current situation, are you seeing the way we're playing? Definitely. El Nene we'll is better
3: than him, bro. He's not, no, he
1: you've Have got, you got
3: to
0: look at Jack Wilshere play football. El Nene, Shaka, let's let's, let's be real, let's be real. No, Jack Wilshere no. Jack Jack just got released from West Ham. Who are still playing Mark, Mark Noble. Noble and I make termination like come on come on come on let's be real here yeah Jack Wilshire went on loan to Bournemouth what four years ago was it four years mm. ago no, no, And no, he, he four didn't, years ago. Three, he didn't pull like, up, three seasons ago he didn't pull up any trees there whatsoever, yeah. Like not one. Yeah, we were trying to we were trying to gas the games up a bit to He came, so ba- <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> came right.
3: back, he came right
0: back, here, <laughs> back. Came back to came back to Arsenal, uh scored that nice goal against Chelsea, I think. Was part of that little two-two flicks that we scored in the Europa League group stages. But other than that, he was air. Yeah. Terrible. And he's even worse now, man. Mm-hmm. He's still had the injuries. He's put on weight in his legs. Like he can't run. He can't move. So Nah, you have to just let him let him go, man. Like if hey, no, hey. the fact that no other club is willing to take a punt on him, and you lot think with us with, boy, with, top four, with, top with top four that's aspirations, with top four aspirations, we right. need to go and give another another squad spot to Jack Wilshere. No, nah, you, you uh, lot are crazy, listen, man. I don't oh, disagree yeah, right,
2: with man. you on many of those things, but this ain't about a house of ideals or a house of it ain't in an ideal situation. Oh. It's right now and right now that midfield is fucked. With a capital F, and you want
3: to, you want
0: lo- to, you want to fuck it even it's more, bro. Bring the worst here in fucked. there, bro. I
3: don't think it's fucked. I don't, th- I don't fucked. think it's fucked, and I Let's- don't think there's anything Jack is gonna solve because you can't play Jack advance. What do you want to play Jack advance for? You're gonna have to play him deep, and then, then is he gonna do a better job than Jacko? Is he gonna do a better job than sebastian Is he gonna do a better job than Nenny? No, he's not because he doesn't have any athleticism. And if we think Jack oh, ain't got any so athleticism just... Fucking hell Fucking he hell and, We are doomed
1: and... you know, Going forward at the moment We are actually doomed. But Jack is not gonna are... going to Give you
3: anything Going forward He's not going to Give you anything Going forward What's Jack going to Give you forward
1: nothing said my piece man. Might, might, you can't run players on a free contract <laughs> no, me,
2: on a pay-by-play deal tell me pay, a good for, deal.
0: Good tell me, me, me a, good, me on tell on me a good wheelchair performance for West Ham just give me just name me one well, I don't, I don't, don't even know oh you know what West Ham oh no 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 you know what they can't even name an appearance
1: I just need one they can't even name an appearance I just need
2: one but I don't be watching
3: West there Ham like no that. Stop it, oh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, but you Wouldn't can name a good. Up. You can name a
2: good. I barely uh, watch Lanzini. Arsenal. How do you want me to have time to watch West Ham? I can, name,
0: I can, I can name you good Antonio performances. Exactly. Good Yarmolenko yeah, exactly, performances. Exactly. Lanzini you know I mean? for nows. I have, I
2: have, Like Lanzini ain't played for time, man. He just Bro, come and he just scored a Howard. Just pound one. What you are it, you talking about? Don't use German dance language, You'll
3: get people confused, now during Dan. I heard that. All right. Yeah. Leave the German to Dan, all right? On that note, um, let's, uh, let's call it a day because it has been a very long pod. Um, so if you've, if you've reached the end with us, we do appreciate it. And um, yeah, uh, make sure to uh, use the hashtag TouchTimeFrackers. Follow us on Touchy Gooners. If you want to become a patron, I know we only got through the patron questions today, but that's the best chance to get your listeners' questions read out. So, man. you know, become a patron in that case. Uh, the link will be in the bio. And um, yeah, we'll, uh, I think we're going to release a patron piece tomorrow. Um I've decided guys, sorry. Uh, we're gonna do cool. like some post game uh after the Rapid Vienna game or something like that. So uh yeah. Uh, we'll be back then. So if you want to subscribe to that, then sign up sign up to the patrons here and you'll have access to that. But yeah, if not, we'll be back uh, next Thursday with another touch the podcast. Here's Ozil.
2: No, like
1: Shut
0: Baby, welcome to the party. Uh, I'm off the Myers in the lead. That's why I'm over retarded. That's why I'm over retarded. Baby, welcome to the party. <laughs> huh? I hit the boy up and then I go skating around <laughs> it. Baby, welcome to the party. <laughs> Pick some up, <laughs> th- get <give> me lit. Get <laughs> <laughs> <Give> me lit. Got no money. One, <and> I, <laughs> one <and I. laughs> send in One in the
2: Podcast Network.